0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Senator's Roundtable. I'm your host, Jacob Billington, joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Dayton Reimer and Paul Quinney. How are you guys doing today?
1: Hey, great, Jacob. How are you?
0: Doing good. Thank you. Not getting blown away by those uh, hurricane gales out there on the East Coast? Not yet, but the power's been flickering, so hopefully we can make it through this episode. Um, yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. Um, there's been... A lot of losses in Ottawa lately. They're 3-7 and seven in their past 10. Things are not going fantastic. And now trade talks are kind of front and center. We're about a month and a half from the trade deadline. Um, there's a lot of things going on. Nobody really has any answers for Ottawa right now. So we're just kind of going to jump right into things. Um, the latest reports are saying that Steve Steos is very aggressive on the trade front and that he's looking for veteran pros. Now, I hope he doesn't mean Derek Stepon, Eric Goodbranson, Braden Coburn. I hope that's not what he means. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about what that means. So Elliot Friedman kind of gave us the most information and said that he thinks of those veteran pros as um, like Winnipeg has with Alex Fallow, Vladislav Nemesnikov, Nino Niederreiter, Brendan Dillon, all those kind of guys. So those are four players that I would be all over. Winnipeg's not selling. Brendan Dillon is a UFA at the end of the year. He's the only one I could imagine that they're willing to give up. But even at that point, they're, they're in it this year. Is there anybody that comes to mind to either of you when you think of these veteran pros and that kind of comparison to those players? We'll start with you on this one, Paul.
1: Well, I mean, um, I'm just scratching my head. at uh, everything that's coming out of Ottawa. Okay. You're going to go, go and get pros and, and character players. I don't know where the heck they are. Uh, They're not easy to come by. And, uh, you know, those that on the market uh, are gonna come at a big price tag. And so I'm having trouble trying to reconcile the big price tag that you're gonna have to pay to get someone decent. And then uh, Stato is saying, yeah, but we're not touching the core. I mean, any general manager he's having a discussion with is is going to say, hey, how many players in that core are you prepared to give up? Um, So I'm just scratching my head at the whole thing. Like you say, Jacob, I think they're uh, so far up the creek without a paddle. They don't know what to do in this situation. It's really a salvage operation for the Senators. It's a failed rebuild. Uh, I think they know that. And uh, uh, you know, it's just gonna be really tough to get that type of character player to get to Ottawa. You know, a lot of a lot of players have Ottawa on their no trade list. Yeah, um, so you know, that's a problem. And uh, you know, I guess so long-winded answer to your very short question. Uh um, you know, am I aware of anybody or who do I think they might be looking at? Uh, Chris Tanath and Noah Hanna, Hannafin out in Calgary those are the only two that come to mind they're both um RFAs at the end of the or uh, UFAs at the end of the season and i guess affordable i think Tanath is about 4.5 million but he's 34 a little long in the tooth Hannafin's almost 5 million but he's 26 so a little more attractive
0: yeah i mean those would be two fantastic people for Ottawa to pick up only issue is that the, is that they're UFAs, so I think there would have to be an extension if Ottawa's looking for a trade. I don't think they're looking for somebody just for this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll look for some uh, some time in the contract, but um, you know, it's it's going to be tough to get a to get a quality player to come to Ottawa. I mean, you know, we've seen this movie before, right? That's the way they sold uh, Tarasenko. And uh Giroux, oh come to Ottawa, you won't believe the exciting things we're doing here. We're gonna be a cup contender, we're on the cusp. Yeah. and well, that turned out to be a bill of goods,
2: didn't it?
0: Yeah. Dayton, anybody that kind of pops to pops into
2: mind for you? Well, the guys you mentioned from Winnipeg were not the top guys, right? Yeah. IFALO, Nemestikov. Um, I've already forgotten the list that you provided. <laughs>
0: Brendan Dillon and yeah those middle six middle pairing guys
2: middle six or even bottom six guys right those are depth of your lineup players now I think I would um contrast Paul here a little bit and saying those guys are all over the place you just kind of have to know where to look yeah yeah and not a lot of guys pop into my mind because there is a lot of those seasoned vets now of course sometimes you go out and you get a Derek Stepan and then good branson and it doesn't work so well but i think the reason they didn't work so well is because those were bottom of the lineup players asked to play at the top of the lineup yeah. which is always a mistake don't do that to people that's a yeah. recipe for just losing and the senators have a really good recipe for losing right now yeah. um so go out and get some of those really skilled depth guys who are good at playing depth I wrote a piece a while ago, focusing on some players that they should focus on on defense. And one guy I really liked was P.O. Joseph in yep. Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe not quite a seasoned pro that Steos is looking for, but he's got experience first round pick former uh, 20. Well, I'm not even going to say, cause I can't remember exactly. I want to say 2017. I'd said it anyways. Um, it's around there, but uh He's not getting time in Pittsburgh, or at least wasn't when I was writing the piece and would want to come to Ottawa. Why wouldn't he want to play with his brother? That's somebody you could target and somebody who has the talent. And he's also a good depth piece. He's got a lot of strong defensive um, aspects to him and I think would probably look pretty good against or not against beside Jacob Bernard Docker.
0: And you can't get a high sticking penalty against somebody on your own team. So that's a win-win for both Josephs. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. And the, the term veteran pro is very vague and very unspecific. Um, and they could be looking at anybody. I do think that they are looking for a right-handed defenseman and bottom six players. I don't think they're really looking to make a big shakeup in the top six. Maybe you want to move one guy down to the third line, add some depth and whatever it might be. Um, I'm gonna throw a couple names at you and I just want you to say yay or nay if you'd be interested in acquiring them, regardless of the price. Like these guys are all gonna cost different prices. We're not gonna um hypothesize 20 different mock trades here, but Anthony Duclair. Nay. <laughs> okay. Paul.
1: Yeah, you know, I I I, I think he's as solid. I mean he'd add some grit and uh, you know that that's what the Senators need. Sure, I wouldn't
0: uh, I wouldn't uh, ignore that possibility. no, not at all. For, for me, that's a yay, I'd like to add him to the middle six if that's somewhere they're looking. Um, let's see. Philadelphia just acquired Jamie Drysdale. that's in that whole situation is a, a conversation for another day, but all I can say is wow. Am I ever glad that we took uh, Jake Sanderson over Jamie Drysdale? I was mad at the time, admittedly. Um, but now they have a little bit of a surplus of defensemen. So how about Sean Walker, right-handed defenseman?
2: Ooh, I like that one. Uh, he's one that I've been keeping eye, an eye on for most of the season here. And his his metrics are, are really intriguing. Yeah. He, he's somebody that... Um,
0: so in the offseason, I wrote a lot about him and Matt Roy in LA. And I was like, I really want Ottawa to target one of these guys. And now it looks like Sean Walker might be expendable to Philadelphia. Um, so for me, it's a definite yay. What about you, Paul? Well, on,
1: on Walker, who's who's coming back? Uh uh or who who's
0: who's leaving Ottawa in your view? Brandstrom, Kubelik, Tarasenko? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, were, those those were on my list of guys you could move, um, but they'd be they'd be uh, playoff rentals, I
0: guess, right? They could be, yeah, but they could also be flipped to Philadelphia. Philadelphia can then flip them if they're not in a playoff spot. Because right now they're in a playoff spot, and they look like they're not slowing down. So uh, maybe they are looking to make an impact in the playoffs and add some scoring.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's unlikely they give back, uh, come back the other way to Ottawa, or I mean, they're not going to be giving up um, uh, roster players, right? They're going to need those for the playoff run. So then the question becomes, okay, how interested is Ottawa in um, picks and prospects?
0: Yeah, and yeah, there could be a a real hockey trade there. And like I said, they have some extra defensemen, whether it's going to be Rasmus Ristolainen, who that name turns a lot of people off, but he's been much better this year. than even last year, he's been fantastic in
2: Philadelphia. Um, I got two more names for you. Can I pop in for Philadelphia there? Have you guys seen the rumor that they were maybe looking into Carter Hart? Hmm.
0: I saw that mock trade. I don't believe a
2: little, I don't believe any of it. No, it's wild, but I thought it was from a semi reputable source that that was at least offered or, talked about.
0: see I, I didn't see the actual source and just to see that I, I don't believe that in the slightest and therefore I didn't even think twice to check if it was a real
2: source. That's fair. it, it was wild. It, to me it struck me as guys who might have been offered as part of a package but yeah. not the whole package. Um, for,
0: for those who didn't see it was and you might have to fill in the holes here Dayton, but it was Jonas Corpusalo, Drake Batherson, Eric Branstrom, and a second round pick or a fourth round Shane pick? Shane
2: Pinto was a part of that as well. And Shane
0: Pinto yeah. for Carter Hurt. Who else was it?
2: I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. Like, it, and a it pick. Ridiculous. and Super so- ridiculous if that's a straight up trade. And yeah. if that was offered and Philly didn't take it, then I think Philly needs a new GM because that's insane. Yeah. You, you, if that's an offer, you take it and run, right? But I I wonder if they are looking at maybe a goalie like Carter Hart and I would also be skeptical and maybe more of a nay because it's not going to fix any of the problems you're just going to get Carter Hart with really bad numbers
0: yeah you're just going to have a good name in your crease yep right he gets yeah um hey,
1: I okay. going to uh, Edmonton or Columbus Blue Jackets and come back the other ways uh, Jack Campbell or um. Elvis Miralinen.
0: No, thank you. Well, I will stick with Corpus Allo over either of those two. I believe oh, yeah. in Corpus Allo. I don't believe in the other two. Um, I got three more names for you. Two of them I'm going to bunch together. So first I'm going to go with Jordan Martinook out of Carolina. Oh, that's a good depth guy. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Bring him in. He's been struggling a little bit in Carolina this year, and Carolina's had their own struggles. Um, so it's hard to really point fingers as to who or what is the problem. Um, but if Ottawa can get on him, he's not going to cost much. Uh, Jesper Fast is going to be coming out of uh, his injury very soon. And I don't know exactly what their forward group looks like. I know they've been calling up uh, some young guys like Potomerev. Um, But yeah, I don't know how available he is. I saw some people on Kane's Twitter talking about like, yeah, he's great. Come get him. Um yeah, I, he's somebody I'd be all over too. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I'd be interested in him.
2: Sure, why not? I mean, what do you got to lose at this point? <laughs> right. He's like an upgrade of Parker Kelly, right? You're getting a, a tough, gritty guy who can contribute a bit more points. He's had yeah. some great seasons in the past. This one's not it. Yeah. But who says he can't find that if he's put into a third line role where he can kind of play more of his style? Yeah. And he's somebody that, on Carolina, he can
0: play on that third and fourth line and do fine. But then, like, he can do a seven-game stretch on the top line and fit in just fine if there's an injury or something. Or Yeah, he's got yeah. scale, for sure. Yeah. So uh, he's somebody I would really like to focus on. Um, and then Ottawa has Steve Staios, Ryan Bonus, and who else? Somebody else. Oh, Dave Poulin. They're all at the Tampa Bay-LA game tonight. In Tampa Bay which is very interesting um, some people are saying that they were there for a scouting meeting anyway so they all decided to go to the local game uh, but y- you got to think that there's a reason that your three top guys in the organization are going to watch a game between two teams I'm going to throw out the names Blake Lizotte and Carl Grundstrom
2: those ones I'm a little less interested in Lizotte okay. maybe uh, Grunstrom, he just hasn't found it. He was yep. a highly rated prospect or at least decently rated. Yep. Um, but just hasn't really clicked in the NHL. And maybe it's coming, maybe it's in Ottawa. Who knows? Uh, it was for a lot of guys like Duclair and uh, and, and some of those others, but yep. I don't know. I think that one's riskier. And if you're looking for those bottom of the lineup guys, Lizotte, maybe Grunstrom, I'll. I'll pass.
0: Okay. Paul, do either of those
2: names bring anything to mind? Doesn't do a lot for me.
1: You know, yeah. I maybe maybe Lazat, but you know, yeah. doesn't jump out.
0: Well, and it's worth noting. Um, right now LA needs to clear just over a million dollars to um activate Victor Ervinson. So they are gonna be looking to move out some money. Um both of the players are bottom six guys. Like, I'm not saying fit bring these guys in to solve the top six scoring issues. Um, but it is also worth mentioning that Blake Lazat has, as of tonight, passed Pierre-Luc Dubois on the center depth chart. Pierre-Luc Dubois is the fourth line center in LA. Um, so interesting. Maybe they're putting on a showcase because they know Ottawa has guys in the, in the building. Um, but both of them are 25 point fourth liners, third liners on a good day. Um but they're, they're guys that I think of when I think of those veteran pros that can come in and really help the lineup. I'll be honest, if it was Parker Kelly and Mark Kastelik or Carl Grundstrom and Blake Lizotte, I'm taking LA's guys.
2: Yeah, I just I don't think it's a massive upgrade for what you'd have to pay to get them. Right? right? You said Lizotte's climbing the depth chart. Great. That means he's more expensive. Yeah. And you're gonna have to pay more to get him. So what are you paying Kubalik? That's the you're exchanging. The same thing. Yeah. So, like, okay, maybe you get a couple of bucks in space, which is worth a lot for the Senators, but eh, I don't know. It To me, those guys are more expensive than what they would actually be worth on Ottawa, and Ottawa needs to find some of those cheaper guys who are, like, high-reward type of players. Yeah, fair
0: enough. I I can't disagree with you on any of those Um, I'm glad about that (laughs) it's just a very fine line between what side you sit on like there's not a huge argument either way it's it's almost like a little bit of a moot point like gonna be more of a change of scenery rather than a big upgrade Um, Mm. and so just that change of culture is more so what I'm looking at Um, and players like that is who I think will do best in Ottawa right now Um, because like I said they don't need to go get I don't even like this will actually transition us well into the next point. Um, so Frank Saravalli posted the daily face-off um, trade bait board. And number four on the list was Trevor zegris. Ottawa doesn't need to go get Trevor Zegris, right? Like they don't need that top six guy. They have the personnel there. They just need to fix whatever the problem is. And maybe it is a change of scenery for some people. Maybe it is um, Drake Batherson for a Troy Terry type of player. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. Just to change some faces around. But that's not really what Ottawa needs right now. Um, but speaking of that list, number 10. Did either of you see who is number 10 on the list? Jealous. Paul? Jacob Chikrin. No kidding. Wow. Acquired 10 months ago. Um, Frank Saravalli has him number 10 on the trade bait board. Um, and when he was talking about, let me pull up the quote real quick. Uh, when he was talking about what, um, wh- why he's there, he said multiple teams have inquired about Chikrin, um acquired from Arizona just 10 months ago, and they have not been told that he's unavailable. That's as far as he really got into things, uh, but that is very telling, right? So we heard that Steos isn't shopping the young core. Does that mean that he, and now, He's not being actively shopped. That's not what I'm saying, but he's telling teams that he's not unavailable. Right. So Ottawa could really benefit. Speaking of the Winnipeg conversation we started with from a peer du- Luke Dubois type trade right now, good luck hitting a home run that hard. Even the day the trade was made. I said, um, Winnipeg got the best player in the deal and gave Valerty. Um, and then I Kupari in the second round pick. So good luck beating that. But a trade like that, you're getting three depth guys who are looked at as less good than Chikrin or Dubois. Um, would Would you want to make a deal like that, or are you looking at a deal like um, trading somebody for picks and prospects? Are you looking to trade Claude Giroux to a winning team for a 22 year old who hasn't really broken out yet, but you definitely see it's going to come? Like, what kind of trade are you looking for Ottawa to make right
2: now? I'll start with you, Dayton. So if Ottawa is kind of what we've talked about before, uh, Paul mentioned it, uh, we mentioned it last week, if the rebuild is a failure, then yeah, load up on the picks and like sell the core, get rid of everybody, like admit defeat. Uh, It doesn't seem like management is wanting to go that way though. It seems like they're confident in this core and they should be. It's a good core maybe not the best, but at least top half, if not top quarter of the yep. teams. Like you've got a really strong young group there yep. that have picked up a lot of bad habits. So I think if you are serious about turning this team into a competitive playoff winning team, one of them has to go. So you need to make a Pierre-Luc Dubois type of trade. Now, maybe it's not the core, but to me, the core is always just three guys. Kachuk, Stutzla, and Sanderson. That's it. Everyone else is either close to the core or not the core. I don't really want to see Chikrin traded. I think he's been the best or the second best defenseman on the team this year. Uh, But saying that he isn't not unavailable right? Being kind of vague about it. That's what they should be doing, right? Get those trade offers. Listen to what people are offering. Maybe they're going to, someone's going to way overpay and we're going to look back in that trade and it's like, really? That's what you paid for Chikrin? Great, take it. I would look more at like maybe a Shabbat, not having a great season. He seems to have kind of hit a wall in Ottawa here, give him a nice change of scenery, just like the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Uh, Maybe Batherson, he's having a Good season, nothing yeah. against him. He can get you quite a return, I think. He's young, he's got a good contract, he can score goals. People like that. Uh, or maybe even Josh Norris, yeah. You got Shane Pinto coming up. Shane Pinto looks great, Ridley Gregg looks great. Yeah. I think your center's okay. And Norris, I mean, he's good, he's doing fine. He's no, not he's... blowing you out of the water, though, right? He's he's a 60 point guy, yeah. You can get a 60 point guy that's not. It's not impossible to find, and I wouldn't say it's even really that hard. You just got to pay for one. Yep. Paul,
0: who what what kind of deal would you like to see in Ottawa? Where do you want to see the next big splash send this team? You know, I probably I
1: know there's going to be a lot of pressure on Steos to uh, do something at the trade deadline. I don't I don't think he needs to. Um, you know, it's probably in the off season where I think he could make a a few. Uh well, blockbuster trades maybe too too strong a word for it, but significant trades. I mean, the problem with the trade deadline is you've only got really Giroud, Teresenko, um, Kubelik, maybe yep. Corpus Saddle that you can move. And uh, you know, for a playoff contender, they're not going to be sending a roster players. I don't think it's gonna be picks and prospects. Um you know, and and I, I think Ottawa's past that point. Um, so I, I'd cool my heels and, you know, if something comes up where you can move somebody at the trade deadline, that makes sense, okay. But uh, I'd be looking at the, um, the off season. And, you know, the thing is at the end of the season, there's going to be a lot of cap space that uh, that's freed up. And yeah. so bide your time, do your homework, Talk to a lot of people and uh, you know, something's going to emerge. You got to be in the right place at the right time with the right cash. So yeah. that's the way I'd position myself if I were stales.
0: Yeah. And so we're, we're talking about Chikrin not being unavailable. So available for trade for the right price. That's, I mean, everything is for sale for the right price. If you're offering the Economic David for Brady Kachak or Jake Sanderson, hundred percent, I'm taking that. He's they're for sale for the right price. Um, but you look at the defense and you have to say, why is Ottawa even thinking about trading a defenseman? Their defense is terrible. Well, they have the log jam of left-handed defensemen with the three, the three headed monster, really with Shabbat Sanderson and Chikrin um, Thomas Shabbat hat. So Chikrin is available, not unavailable. Thomas Shabbat has a no trade clause kicking in July 1st and You're not moving Sanders. That's out of the question. Um, Artem Zoo takes a lot of untimely penalties that seems to cost the team a lot of momentum. That's as far as I'm going to go with that because I don't want to get, get flamed on the internet. Um, (laughs) There are a lot of defensemen that are expendable in Ottawa. One of them among all of them, one of them can be expendable. You can get rid of one of them. Now, Artem Zub is the best right-handed defenseman. You don't want to trade your best right-handed defenseman, which is one of your weakest positions on the team. Um, Thomas Shabbat, he, he's the longest-tenured player. He was in the running for the captain alongside Brady Kachuk. You don't want to trade him. You just acquired Chikrin for the seventh overall pick and a two second-round picks. You don't want to get rid of him. you got to do something, and something's going to hurt. Um, somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. Somebody's attached to this player. I don't know what you do, but you gotta do something. You gotta make a change. And right now, trading one of your defensemen might be the smartest idea, even though some people might call you crazy
2: for even thinking it. That might be what they have to do. Yeah, no, I think this team has kind of played nice for a bit too long. Yeah. They've really sort of cushioned their young guys to and this <laughs> this honestly might be a bit of a, a hot take. Uh, I don't know the the temperature around the team at least for some of the, the fans around this but it does seem like they've been cushioned and they've been sort of like okay you can take it easy the winning it, it'll come right this season yeah. it's, it's not important ah the next season it's not important ah the next season it's not important and now you have a team that can't win even if it wants to yeah so somebody has to go and getting that new management group in and mostly guys who have zero connection to the team that's i think a good thing and ones that are going to make tough choices but not the ones who made you know the nice choices in in the beginning i don't think pierre dorian was ever going to be the one to take this team into a championship even after some of his greatest hits simply because he was too nice, right? He yeah. wanted his young guys, he wanted his picks, his, you know, team yep. to stay together. And every championship team has big guys that they acquired with a trade or a, a free agent signing, right? You have to make room to win. You have to make those those tough choices. And yep. Ottawa has to do it. And if they don't, they'll, they won't get there.
0: Just to your point about Dorian, if is there any other reason that Eric Brandstrom is making two million dollars on the Senators blue line other than it being his
2: proudest day as a
0: general manager?
2: Like, that's that's a tough one. I like him. I like Eric Brandstrom. I I do
0: too. But what has he proved? What they acquired. What has he done to prove that he deserves to be the third line or third pairing left
2: defenseman making two million dollars? Not much. (laughs) he should have been a 40 point guy when they acquired him. Yeah. That's kind of what they were setting him up to be and he is now a 15 20 point defenseman who's on the defensive side but also doesn't really have the size to be on the defensive side. He's kind of a Chris Russell build. Yeah. Which is great, right? You everyone likes a Chris Russell, I assume. Yeah. I like him. <laughs> yeah. I I know he had a lot of uh critics later in his career. Um but strong defensive minded player who could chip in a few points. At this point, he's not a $2 million player. I don't think he ever should have been a $2 million player, but they wanted to keep him. They needed to keep him. Otherwise he was gone. And so they gave him more than they should have. And I think, I think a lot of guys were given more than they should have because it was too nice, right? Everyone's being really nice. Okay. You can stay in Ottawa. Oh, you'll take a team friendly deal, right? Eh, It's not really that team friendly because you're really young and you haven't, earned it yet
0: yeah I, yeah I, I
2: don't know if i should go on
1: <laughs> no i i agree dayton i, I mean so i was thinking today some some of the contracts that uh dorian signed uh you know in hindsight and i admit it's 2020 you just wonder what the hell was he thinking at the time i mean I, it makes me question every every uh everything he's brought on board um corporate salo um at a press conference, I remember his buttons were bursting with pride. We've got Corpusalo. he's going to solve the uh, solve the goaltending problem in Ottawa. Not, and then Shabbat, eight million dollars for eight years. I think it is. Is that yep. what he is? Yeah, I I don't know where that came from.
0: Um, sure, he is like, a high. Like player. you said, hindsight is twenty twenty. There's nothing wrong with the Shabbat deal. The day it was handed out, that was one of the biggest days. In the rebuild, because that was somebody finally committing to this team.
2: But what? for every Shabbat, there's a Colin White. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a one to one ratio. Or
0: a Josh Norris.
2: He's yeah, that one doesn't look good. But, you know, you wonder,
1: they've been losing so long. Um, and, and a lot of their top players, some of these kids, they, they haven't, they've been in Ottawa six or seven years, right? Haven't had a whiff of a playoff uh, uh, series. And I don't know when they're going to get a whiff of it, frankly, the way things are going for this team. Uh, so I wonder with all these no-trade clauses that are going to kick in, like, Jacob, you mentioned Shabbats. I don't know. Maybe. Does he really want to stay
0: here? I I, I don't know. I don't know. And well, you, you talk about how they're not even close to winning, I don't know how this team that on paper objectively got better since last year, how they were six points out of a playoff spot last year, right now in on January 9th, if Ottawa played and won five games tonight, they would be tied with the Buffalo Sabres for second last in the East in points.
1: Well, uh, To pump my upcoming piece, I'm doing a Jacques (laughs) Martin uh, report card, and things don't look good for Jacques. I just looked at it statistically. Like, set aside all the hype, uh, you know, how they've got a different attitude now and their compete level is harder. That's just nonsense. It's all moral victories. Just look at the stats, and if you do that, you will see that they're worse under Jacques Martin than they were under DJ Smith, so they've taken a step back. And, you know, for all the fans that were screaming fire DJ, well, be careful what you wish for. Because now you got Jacques Martin and they're they're just not, uh, if they they lose tonight, what are they, seven and, they're playing, uh, what, 300 hockey? They'll be seven and 22. (laughs) Yeah, but across the stats, you know, they're, they're. Their scoring's dried up. Their goaltending's awful. Their points percentage. I mean, on any meaningful measure, they've just taken a step back here across the board. So, Yeah. be. Sorry,
0: did I say seven? 14 and 22, not seven. Sorry. Um, I was thinking in their last 10, they've lost seven. Um, But yeah. But I don't know, how do you
1: get to this point, though? I was reading one columnist today who was saying, uh, quotes Martin after... uh, the 3-1 Edmonton loss and Martin, you know, another dumb comment at a press conference. Uh, we have to build on this. <laughs> what? You're yeah. building on a 3-1 loss.
0: I I, I kind of know what he was saying, but. Yeah. Th- that's one of those games that if you are a winning team, you're fine with that loss. Like if, if Ottawa is not doing bad, you're okay with that loss. Ottawa played a pretty good game against Edmonton. Um, like, that, yeah, I, I get what he means, but still, you got to. You don't want to build on a three, one loss. I get it um, to wrap things up here. Um, I'm, I just have two quick questions for each of you. Um, first of all, tell me your number one, most improved player or surprising player. Um, so, I mean, could be somebody acquired in the off season. I don't think anybody acquired this off season is going to be on your list for the most impressive player. Um, but who's number one on your list? We'll start with you, Paul. I'd
1: take uh, Matthew Joseph because uh, we've seen a real renaissance in that guy. Uh, I know in the spring, he was the guy every, everybody wanted to trade. And uh, now they don't. He's exciting to watch out there. A lot of speed. He's back tonight, I guess, in Calgary. So I'll be interested to see how he bounces back. But, uh, uh, you know, he's been injured for, what, last 10 games, I think it is. But uh, prior to that, he racked up six goals, 13 assists for... 19 points over 25 games, and that's uh you know, he's already bettered what he did last year in, in uh 56 games. So
0: uh and most you know, impressively, he's a plus 12 this year.
1: Yes, he is, yeah.
0: One of the in the top 10 in the league. Yeah. Dayton, who do you got for number one
2: impressive surprising? I mean, I don't think there's any other answer than Matthew Joseph. Yeah, uh he's on page four points, which is I think that's double. Yeah. Yes. That is double his career high. Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, I'll throw in one more name, Jacob Bernard Docker. I mentioned him a little earlier. I think he's been doing really good this season for what he's been asked to do. Uh, definitely not the biggest name or most impactful defenseman, but a solid depth defensive guy, which is exactly what he was asked to be. And I think that's that's great. That's what they need.
0: Yeah. Perfect. And Gonna rush it on these ones. We're almost out of time here. Um, but most disappointing,
2: Dayton. <laughs> uh uh Shabbat. Just really okay. I think he's been short, not like almost abysmal this year. He's yeah. been injured, yeah, sure, but he's on pace for 37 points, no goals. I that's a guy that I want to be way better than he is. That should be a 50 point defenseman. And he's yeah. way short of that. He's been, I think, not not as good as he could be. And that to me is the most disappointing. Okay. Paul.
1: I'm taking Corpus Allo. I called it when they signed him, but uh back then I remember thinking, "Now ah, what do I know? You know, I still like to believe in unicorns and uh uh better minds than mine, must recognize something in them. There's gotta be something there, and guess
0: what? There's not. So yeah. you know, yeah, those are I mean. I don't know if I agree with Shabbat being the most disappointing, but maybe by the standard that you expect from them, that that makes a lot more sense. Um, but I, I would have to go with Corpus Allo as well. Um, and I might even throw Mark Castellick in there. I was oh, another guy I was build- thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I expected him to build off a good year last year and he just hasn't. Um but yeah, that's going to wrap things up for today. Um, a lot of really good conversation, maybe a lot of hot takes and a lot of things that might upset some people. Um, but let us know in the comments your thoughts on kind of all of our topics. Get in the comments, who, yeah, especially me, on who you think Ottawa should. Uh,
1: let me really mix it up. I'm the number one
0: disappointment for me is Sparta Cat, he has been awful this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in this week. Um, make sure to give us a like, comment, subscribe, um, and share this episode with your friends. We hope to see you next week, and take care.